This call may be recorded or transcribed.
Good morning. Declare victory. It's Krishanda. Who has joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. It's Susie. Hey, Susie. Happy Thursday. Good morning. Thank you. (laughs) Have a wonderful day. You do the same. Thank you. Good morning. It's Sister Sylvia. I have a prayer request, please. Good morning, Sister Sylvia. What's your prayer request? Um, I'm asking for um, prayer for my bonus dad, uh, Mr. Wilson. He's having surgery today. Okay, prayer for your bonus dad, Mr. Wilson. Okay, surgery today. Okay, we will absolutely keep him lifted. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Good morning, Juanita. Good morning, Juanita. God bless you. Good morning. Declare victory. Who else has joined the call this morning? Good morning. Good morning. Let's enter into the gates with Thanksgiving on this Thursday. Good morning, good morning. Lord, you are worthy of all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. Welcome to Declare Victory, where we are declaring victory on this Thursday morning. Good morning. Praise God. Good morning, Declare Victory. Who else has joined the call that would like to say good morning? I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. Good morning, Declare Victory family. Who else has joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning, good morning. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Good morning, Declare Victory family. Who else has joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning, this is wonderful, Wanda. Good morning, Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Good to hear your sound. Be blessed. Me too. Hello, hello, Declare Victory family. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, Declare Victory. Good morning. Who else has joined the call that would like to say good morning? On this thankful Thursday, good morning. 
Rise and shine and give God the glory. Good morning, Declare Victory family. Who else has joined the call that would like to say good morning? Hey, 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 top of the morning. It's Sister Sabrina. God bless everyone on the call. Hey, 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 hey. Top of the morning to you. Good morning. Good to hear your sound. Thank you. God bless you. Same to you. Thank you. Good morning. Declare Victory family. This is Krishanda, a greeter this morning. Who else has joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. This is JR. Happy Thursday. Good morning. Hi, JR. Happy Thursday to you. God bless you. Good to hear your voice. Good morning, Krishanda. It's persistent. Good morning to Declare hey. Victory family. Hey. Hey. Hey, thank you, sister. Happy Thursday to you. God bless you. Have God a beautiful you day, love. Thank you. You're welcome. Good morning, Soulbird. Good morning, Declare Victory. Have a blessed day. Good morning, sister. God bless you. Have a blessed day as well. I. Is there anyone else um, that would like to say good morning before we get started with the hosting? Good morning. Happy Thursday. Good morning. Happy Thursday. God bless you. Hey, good morning, Krishanda. It's Didi. I'm constantly praying for your daughter. Love you. Going on you. Thank you. God bless you. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. Okay. It's time to get started with the call. And before we move forward, we ask you to mute your line so that we can proceed. Can everyone make sure that their phones are muted, that they've pressed the mute button? Hello, my name is Krishanda, and I am your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Thanks for joining us for the month of July, where our monthly theme is entitled Purpose. Each deliverer will focus on understanding that God created each of us for his specific purpose and what benefits and power we have access to as a result of living our God-ordained purpose. Make sure you invite a friend so that they can be blessed too. There is one announcement today. Ladies, please join us tonight and every Thursday night for Walk It Out Women's Call, hosted by Ms. Lisa Porter. They are studying the book, The Bait of Satan, by John Bevere. The call takes place from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here by dialing the same number. There are... No new prayer requests submitted on the app. 
But we do have a prayer request from Sister Sylvia, a live prayer request from Sister Sylvia. And she's asking us to pray for her bonus dad, Mr. Wilson, who is having surgery today. So we thank you, Lord, for sending the physician, the great physician, into surgery. So please lift her up. The Lord, lift him up. Um, the Lord order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Raven, and the declaration will be brought by Sister Tanya. Then we will go right um, into closing comments hosted by the declarer. Again, the order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sister Raven, and the declaration will be brought by Sister Tanya. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. The scripture for today is Psalms 33:11, but the Lord's plan stands firm forever. His intentions can never be shaken. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior. Sister Raven, God bless you all. Good morning, good morning. We serve the great and mighty God. God is just so good. He's everlasting and he does some amazing and wonderful things in our lives. And so it's important that we honor him and give him all the glory, praise, and honor that's due to his name. Um, we honor him as Alpha and Omega. Um, he's the beginning and the end, and he's the everlasting Father. He's everything to us. He does. Um, he provides for us. He does everything um, that we need him to do. And so we want to honor him for just not just his hand, but just his commitment to um, us as his children. And um, the Bible tells us in Mark 11. Um, in 22 through 24, that Jesus answered and said unto them, have faith in God. Truly I say unto you that whoever says this mountain be lifted up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. For this reason, I say to you, whatever you pray and ask for, believe that you receive it and that you've already received it and it will be done for you and whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him so that your father who is in heaven will also forgive your sin. So we want to petition the father this morning um, as we are journeying um, and traveling and with those of us who are at home. So father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you, father. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for being the father that we need. We thank you. We thank you for being the father that we need. We thank you for the ability to humble ourselves uh, this morning through prayer and supplication that we are able to come to you as humbly as we know how to entreat you, to uh, speak to you, God, to um, just enjoy your presence, to bask in your presence, to uh, come before you with thanksgiving. Uh, that we are able to lift up your name and glorify your name and to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise that is so due to you. You are a wonderful father. You're a great friend. Uh, you are a true friend indeed. You are one uh, that sticks beside us 
throughout every situation, even the situations that we've caused on our own. And so we don't want to let this day go by without just saying thank you, without acknowledging your presence in our lives, without acknowledging your spirit, without acknowledging that you are the only hope that we know, the only hope that we can trust in. You are the name above all names. You are worthy to be praised. Father, we lift you up higher, up higher than the heavens. We lift you up higher than the earth. Your name soars, oh, above the nations, God. Your name soars above everything. And so, God, we just want to thank you for being all that we need, and we want to thank you for being all that you are to us. Even when we don't understand your place value in our lives, even when we don't understand our own place value in this world, God, we know we can count on you. We know we can depend on you. We know that we, you have salvaged us and you've picked us up from the muck and the miry clay and you've taken us and you've molded us and you've shaped us. As you continue to mold and shape us, we say thank you, God. We honor you for just being who you are to us, God. We say yes to your word, even when we don't understand uh, who you are to us, even when we don't understand your word, even when we don't understand uh, our assignment in the earth, we still acknowledge you as Abba Father. Oh God, we bless your name. God, we give you all the glory, honor, and the praise. We thank you for providing uh, an advocate for us. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that has rested among us down through the years and as we continue to navigate through life we know that we can count on your spirit to comfort us we know that we can count on your spirit to correct us we know we can count on your spirit to chastise us when we are in the wrong and when we are out of place and when we are not in line with what your word says we are and who we are and what we should be doing god we know we can count on you God, we thank you for sending Jesus on the cross to die for our sins, to be the very uh, person that we needed to show us the way, God, to show us what salvation looks like, to show us uh, what reconciliation looks like, to show us what peace looks like, to show us what hope looks like, to show us what a foundation in you looks like. Jesus has been everything that we need to show us the way to your heart. God, we thank you for your love and your forgiveness. God, we thank you for a second chance through Jesus Christ that we have at life more abundantly, eternal life. We thank you that you're eternal and that you stretch from everlasting to everlasting. We thank you that everything that you are, at some point in our lives, we will begin to see uh, your goodness. Those of us who may not know you uh, in the way that we should, God, we ask that you will reveal your presence, reveal your spirit, reveal your word unto us. Those of us who struggle uh, with your name, God, we ask that you would show us who you are, show us Yahweh, God. We ask that you would show us who you are as Rapha. We ask that you would show us uh, who you are as Jireh, God. Continue to be a manifestation of what we need to see, God. Continue to be a manifestation through our children, through our families, through our marriages, through our jobs. Help us to be the messengers that you've called us to be, God, in every capacity that you've called us to, God. We ask that you would just continue to build us up, God. Continue to edify us, God, as we continue to lift you up. God, continue to draw us closer to you, God, that we may begin to know the secrets of your heart, God, that you will reveal to us who you are for us and who you are inside of us. God, as we accept more of you into our lives, God, we ask that you would uh, till our hearts, God, 
toil them, God. Ask that you would turn over the things in us that are not like you. Stir us up even the more, God. Do the thing in us that you've never done before. We're asking for new wine, God. We're asking for a newness, God. We're asking for something that has renewed inside of us, something that you've done that you've never done in us before, something that would shake our spirits and shake our hearts and shake us down to the very core that would push us closer to you and push us closer to the reason you've called us, God. God, show us who you are, God. Show us your face, God. Show us your beauty, God. Continue to rest inside of us. God, as we uh, go through the day, God, I ask that you would govern and, and guide our steps. Be the lamp unto our feet, God. Help us to know you as we walk and journey through our day. Help us to sup with you. Help us not to forsake you today, God. Help us throughout the day that we would hold your hand and remember the words that you've declared over our lives, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, that we would not forget nor forsake your word, God. We thank you that you be with us always. We thank you that everything we need, we can find it in you. God, if there's peace, we have it in you. God, if there's joy, we can find it in you. If we need more love, God, we can find it in you. Any long suffering, we can find it in you. Everything that we need, all we have to do is look to you, our Father in heaven. God, we thank you that you have um, an assignment for each of us that is divinely connected to each other so that Anytime we get into a predicament or a space where we feel isolated or alone, all we have to do <clears throat> is look to our Father, or, um, um, who is our present help, that you would align us with those uh, who, are, uh, who are in our likeness, God, and we would begin to draw closer to those uh, who are also trying to draw closer to you, and we will build bonds and relationships that will reflect who you'd have us to be and who you'd have us to connect with, relationships that last uh, a lifetime. God, we thank you that we have the opportunity to meet with like-minded people on this call. God, I ask that you would touch every person that is present on this call. God, I thank you for every person that is present on this call. I ask that you would touch them in a special way, God. Go through each of our hearts. God, insist through the things that are not like you. Remove them in the name of Jesus. I thank you for uh, Sister Sylvia. Continue to touch her family as they go through her father as he goes through his surgery. Ask that you would touch his body. We know you to be Rafa. We know you to be the healer of all healers. There is no healer in the land that can serve our, our bodies, that can heal us from the inside out, God. So we believe you right now to be Rafa. We call on you to be Rafa. We know you to be Rafa. We know you. We've seen you to be a healer. We've seen you to be a God that touches. We've seen you to be a God that makes whole. Oh, God, as a woman that has an issue of blood, chased you down. God, help us to chase you down today, God. Help us to seek you first in your kingdom so that all of your righteousness will be added unto us. Help us to not search you for things, but help us to search you for who you are and that those things will be added unto us. And so we thank you, God. We thank you. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for the ability to call out your name in public, that we have the ability to call on the name of Jesus without shame, but we can call on you with vindication, God, that we can call on you uh, with, the, with the ability 
to know that you'll answer. I thank you that when my children call me, they know I'll be there. And I know that I can rely on you in that same capacity because you've never failed. You've never abandoned me. You've never let me go. Many of us have dealt with abandonment issues, God, but we're calling them out today, God. We ask that you would restore us. You would you would clear out the void, God. You would fulfill the needs that we have. Every wish, every desire, every hope, every prayer, every secret thing that we've desired on the deep insides of our souls, God, we ask that you would draw us closer to you and help us to see you so that we don't see our pain, God. Help us to heal through the situations that have drawn us away from you. God, pull us closer. God, I ask that you would pluck the sins out of our lives that do not show benefit to you. God, there is no benefit in sin, God, but there is life everlasting as we hold your hand and as, it, as we draw closer to you, you draw closer to us. And so, Father, we stretch our hands even now, God. We say yes to your will. We say yes to your way. We call on you, Jesus, Abba. Father, thank you for being the reconciliation. Jesus, thank you for being the friend that we need. Jesus, thank you for being the door that we have that is open and constant that we can get to the Father through you. God, we thank you that we have an answer, that there is an answer to every problem in this land. Oh, God, we thank you that even the issues in our government, you have the answers in your hands. All we have to do is seek you and turn away from the wickedness, and then we come to you as we turn away from the wickedness, and then you will hear from us. And so, God, we thank you for the opportunity to cancel every distraction. We thank you for the ability to cancel everything that steps in the way of our divine connection with you. We ask that you would just continue to govern our lives. Give us the ability to seek you first, God. Give us the desire to want to get to know you in a better way, God. Help us to chase your word, God. There's nothing in your word that, that would return void, God. You said that the things that you say, the things that you speak, the things that you declare will be, God. There is nothing that could cancel the things that you declare over our lives, so we speak them, we call them forth right now in the name of Jesus. Our futures belong to you. Our futures do not belong to Satan. We cancel the hand of Satan right now. Satan, you have no power. You have no diction. You have no ventures that are acceptable in our lives. We cancel your assignment. You are no good. You are sorry. You are beatable. You have no power. You have no sustaining will in our lives. And so we declare that God holds the power and the keys to our lives. And Satan, you are no good. You are canceled. You are disbarred. Every mission that you are on assignment in our lives has been canceled. Everything that you've attempted within the last 10 minutes has been canceled. And we thank God for a renewing and that absolutely we can say yes to your will, God. We can say yes to your way. We can grab hold onto your word as you continue to help us to navigate through our lives as we, as we go through a life that we know we have to suffer. We know that we can suffer with you. And as we suffer with you, we know that the outcome is good. The battle is already won. The outcome has already been established. The war belongs to you. You said it in your word, God. Everything that we ask for in your name through prayer and supplication, may we reach up and be able to grab it in the spirit. And so, Father, we thank you for just the stirring. God, we thank you uh, that, that, that even in our bodies right now, as uh, many bodies are being attacked, 
uh, that, that those attacks will fall away by your hand. God, we believe you. We trust you. We honor you. We acknowledge you. And as we take our phones off of mute, we begin to have a corporate uh, opportunity to lift up your name. We want to magnify you, you. you. We will begin to Thank lift you, up our voices unto you, God. Glory oh, God, you are worthy. You. you are sovereign. Oh, yes, Lord.
in her body, touch her in her mind, touch the words that she's bringing forth. Let your manifested glory be made well in this place that you are the visible scene, the visible person, the visible one that we see throughout the day and that we will remember that the words that she speaks are from you, God. Move flesh out of the way. And we know that we are tried by the spirit. And so the word that is brought forth today would try us throughout the day. But it would not just follow us through today, God, but it would follow us through the remainder of our week, the remainder of our month, the remainder of our lives. And so, Father, we just thank you. We acknowledge your spirit. And as we return back on mute, we ask that you would just continue to be the great father that you are. Oh, God, I just thank you for your word. I thank you for your presence. We thank you for your, your, your power, God. Everything that you are, we just acknowledge you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Pastor Paul, to Tim. Amen, amen. Rochelle, can you um, check your text? I just want to be, I, I, I'm having a hard time, but just can you respond to my text real quick? Good morning, everybody. Um, thank you, Raven, for that. Thank you, Krishanda. Krishanda, thank you for hosting. Um, I know that's not an easy job. <laughs> not an easy job. Um, saying good morning, not knowing people are there. Okay. All right. Um, and so, um, Raven, thank you for that um, incredible prayer. Thank all of you for being here this morning. Uh, you You could have... You could have gone back to sleep, but thank you for being here this morning. And um, before I be, before I um, start my declaration uh, uh, to share, I want to um, just offer a word of encouragement to Sister Barbara uh, Cockwell. We ca- affectionately call her Miss B. Um, Tanya transitioned last night, and so we're just going to really quickly. I know Raven didn't get; she probably didn't get my text, um, but Father. We just lift up Barbara and her family to you uh, this morning. Mm. Thank you, Lord. And ask God that you would touch her and give her strength. Holy Spirit, that you would comfort her. That you would, everything that is needed in a response to um, the plans that have to be made and decisions that have to be made, just thank you for your supernatural intervention and your supernatural grace and favor over their lives. Thank you, God, that you're a God of order and uh, that um, we pray that everything that needs to happen happens succinctly and without challenge. But most of all, we thank you for your strength. We thank you, God, for all that you're doing for Barbara and her labor of love and caring for her daughter in these last few years. I'm going to ask that you would strengthen her and that you would just give her that mind to keep going. And we, we love you, God, and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Okay, no worries, Raven, no worries. Um, <clears throat> so this morning, um, I want to... Uh, <laughs> Uh, let me let me resettle. <laughs> let me sing. Can I sing so I can resettle? Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. 
because he first loved me. Me, he is so wonderful to me. He is so wonderful to me. He is so wonderful because he first loved me. Oh, oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus, because he first loved me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Um, I want to do a recap of last Wednesday. Just really briefly, uh, I did a case study on biblical characters who were purposed for specific assignments. I talked about Esther. I talked about Abraham. I even talked about Judas. I didn't get a chance to end the, the, uh, my talk last week with one particular character that I want to continue with uh, this week. Um, but before I do that, let me just recap this month's theme, which is my favorite in the whole wide world, and that is purpose. Um, the the word has been defined and defined and defined, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna define it. But uh, living living on purpose, um, we know by now, is 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 the person, the individual that knows why they exist. We we've heard it said that we were a purpose before we were a person. What some fail to realize is that we must, we must, we have to do this part. We, God, he, he, he gives us purpose. He plants it in us, the seed in us. He plants it in us. And, but what we fail to realize is that we must determine what our purpose is. Second uh, Peter 1.10 says, Wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence, to make your calling and election sure. For if we do these things, ye shall never fail. We won't be floundering. Eh, hallelujah. We won't be floundering in life, trying to figure out what we're supposed to be doing. If we diligently ensure that we make our calling and election sure. Once discovered, we must grow into purpose. And finally, we must protect purpose. And I'd like to use that as, as my thought this morning, protecting purpose. And let me give you this disclaimer. The pursuit of purpose is costly. Let me say that again. The pursuit of purpose is costly. You can't charge it. You can't put it on layaway. You can't even use none of your bags or coins to pay for it. The cost is to die to self. It is 
to die to your thoughts, your ambitions, your dreams, and to pride, etc. We must surrender to God's purpose. For many, that's a deal breaker because they don't want to surrender. They want to, you know, one foot in and one foot out. I still want to do this little thing here. I, I want to do it my way. Okay, that's purpose, but I want to I want to do it my way. But you see, if you if it's his will, it's his bill. He's got to fund it. Not not you. You don't have to come up with all of the solutions cuz you're going to run out. I, I, well, let me talk about me. If I try to purpose my own life, I'm going to run out of solutions, I'm going to run out of ideas and creativity. As I said, um Pursuing purpose for some is a um, is a um, it's a choice. It's it's a I'm sorry, it's a decision. But I just got distracted by a, a anyway. Whatever. We've got to surrender um, the goal or the idea. The objective is to surrender to God's purpose. And as I said, for many, that's a deal breaker. They decide to do their own thing. And and by and by doing so, and some people decide to live a purposeless life. In other words, whatever happens, happens. You know, I'm just gonna go with the flow. I'm gonna make sure my yin and my yang is on point, and I'm gonna go with the flow. I'm gonna let Carmen. I mean, karma, karma, K A R M A. I'm karma is in control, baby. You might as well let the dust be in control. Anyway. That's a whole nother subject. Purposeless. I didn't even know that was a word. And then I found out it's a word. It means done or made with no discernible point or purpose, i.e. having no aim or no plan, just going with the flow. Here's some examples of purpose, purposeless living. Some are in relationships that they know are unhealthy. I don't mean relationships with the little zoo animals they created by failing to discipline their children. I'm sorry, did I did I actually say zoo animals out loud? Oh, please forgive me. Maybe I should have said the little Frankensteins in them that they created. No, I'm not talking about. Um, uh, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about self-selected relationships, be it romantic, platonic. A business, somebody needs to mute your phone. I just I hear a little bit of feedback, so please, if you everybody, please double check your phone. Um, I'm not talking about self-selected relationships that have become rancid. They've evolved into toxic intermingling. You need an entire hazmat suit, for example, the hooded respirator with the oxygen tank attached to it, triple thick rubber gloves, and atmospheric lace-up boots plus your spiritual armor. Here's a Tanya, not Tanya moment. I'm just, I'm just like, so in a, in a case like that, do you put on your spiritual armor and then your hazmat suit? Or do you put on your hazmat and then, and then, and then cover it up with your armor? I'm just, I don't know. I'm just, I was just, okay, let me get back to purposeless living. A classic example of purposeless living is working a job you hate. I don't mean you dislike it. I mean you hate the work, the work hates you, the people hate you, you hate the commute, 
You hate the look of the building, the location of your cubicle. You know, maybe they place you right outside the bathroom or adjacent to the break room or near a loud, obnoxious person who thinks that your cubicle is the supply room. Everything is hateful. Even the coffee is bad. You keep on asking yourself questions like, why am I doing this? Why is this happening to me? Honey, this is dumb. You heard that before? You heard somebody say this. This is just stupid. (laughs) And the classic, why won't God answer my prayers? Sir, ma'am, come on. Really? If the level of discomfort you're feeling is a 10 out of a 10, you may be asking the wrong question. Or maybe you're just ignoring the answer. Perhaps the question can be rephrased to, God, what am I missing? Or Holy Spirit, will you reveal the truth to me? And then position yourself to listen. You see, God is not going to compete with the time that you use for your entertainment, whatever that might be. You got to position yourself to, yes, position yourself to be quiet. Go find quiet. Have a seat or find a stadium. Find several seats. Sit down and listen. Turn your phone off. Don't don't turn it on vibrate because the vibration will interrupt you. And you'll feel compelled. You'll feel compelled to look to see what that notification was. Excuse me. Turn it off or turn it on. (laughs) Do not disturb. I don't know if Androids, this is no shade. I'm being totally honest. I don't know if Androids have the ability to do that. You may have to turn your phone off. But if you have an iPhone, you can turn it on, do not disturb or sleep mode or or whatever. Or you can turn that puppy off. It ain't going to kill nothing. Anyway, going back to purposeless living. At times, the answer will be audible. It will be. However, the response may also appear while you're reading or studying your word, the Bible. It, the, the, the response may come through the preached word. It may even come through a declaration like this. It may come through a random phone call or a text. It can even come through a movie. Yes, a movie. And, or it might come through an undeniable circumstance or a variety of other ways that God can communicate to us. God is not isolated or relegated or limited to how we think he should respond to us. That's another issue that some of us have. We we put God in a box and we make a decision. He will only respond this way. And so we close the door to other responses when, in, listen, in many, many, cases, God has been speaking to us all along. It's just that we've decided how he's going to speak. And because we've decided that he's going to speak this way or that, we miss him completely. Now, I want to digress a little bit. I'm not saying that every challenge on the job means that you are not purposed for it. Nor am I advocating that you quit your job. I'm not anti-work. Not everyone is purposed for full-time ministry. We need believers in the marketplace. What do you mean by marketplace, Tanya? I mean the banks, the libraries, 
uh, within social services, within the medical field, within the EMT field. We need believers in politics and banking and in sciences and STEM and, and in the arts. We need believers in the marketplace. However, if you are miserable, consistently overlooked, underpaid, used as a scapegoat, mistreated, and the job has changed your character for the worse, you may want to examine yourself. Living a purposeless life breeds frustration, irritability, and other negative feelings that are projected onto others. For example, the person in authority that is mean as homemade sin. The nice, nasty church leader who is super cynical, antagonistic to the tenth power because they see your presence and it intimidates them. They want to be your friend, but they don't know how. They are envious of you. They are living a purposeless life or all of the above. The above. I'm still talking about purposeless living, and I know I got an assignment to get to my character. Don't worry. I'm going to get there. Another example of a, pur- a purposeless living perp- person, <laughs> what a tie tonger, Purpose- purposeless living person is that they're squatters of several residences on Stuck Boulevard in any, time, any town USA. They just stuck. They just, they, some stuff happened. They've not been able to get past it, and they are stuck, and they made a decision to just, this is where I'm going to live, on Stuck Street. Somebody, please, if you could mute your phone, double-check if you're moving around or you just joined the call, welcome, but please mute your phone until the declaration is over. Besides being uncomfortable, did you know that living a purposeless life is a willful act of disobedience? Did you know that? Well, mm, disobedience may not be the appropriate word. How about you're living in defiance? Oh, wait, 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 snap. I got it. How about you're living a a rebellious life? That's probably the best choice. Say la. We don't don't have a say la right there. We're going to be on silent, on mute for like a few seconds. Yeah, that's uh that's a lot. I'm gonna say it one more time because you might have thought that I said it wrong. Besides being uncomfortable, living a purposeless life is a willful act of disobedience. Somebody needs to mute your phone. We can hear you moving around. It is it is akin to this not just disobedience but defiance and rebellion. Okay, enough of that. Let's continue my case study as I get ready to wrap up. Um, my case study from last week. I didn't get a chance to um, 
use this character because uh, I ran out of time and I knew I would be sharing again this week. But my final, final character, his purpose was greater than anyone before him or anyone to come. The little stuff that we've encountered as we've pursued purpose pales in comparison to the insurmountable ridicule, lies, persecution, suffering, etc., that he endured without fail. Though he flinched toward the end of his assignment, he did not fail. I, I want to read you um, this, this text really, it jumped out at me, and I've read it before, <clears throat> but it jumped out at me, and um, I decided to incorporate it in the declaration because the Word of God itself can explain to you far better than I can, no matter how imaginative that I, I, I become. Uh, it, it, this, it, this does, a, Rochelle, can you check the board? please, or Dion, um, it, 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 um, this, it pales in comparison. So I'm going to, it's a little lengthy, but I want you to pay close attention. Um, I want you to imagine that you and I are sitting down in, uh, we sitting down at Starbucks and I'm having my favorite drink and I'm reading this to you. And it's Isaiah 52. I'm going to start at Isaiah 52. Uh, and then I'm going to go over to Isaiah 53. I'm starting at the 13th verse, if you want to follow. Um, I forgot what version. I think it's the Good News Translation is where I'm reading from. The Lord says, my servant will succeed in his task. In other words, his purpose. He will be highly honored. Many people were shocked when they saw him. He was so disfigured that he hardly looked human. But now many nations will marvel at him and kings will be speechless with amazement. They will see and understand something they had never known. Who would have believed what we now report? Who would have seen the Lord's hand in this? It was the will of the Lord that his servant grow like a plant taking root in dry ground. He had no dignity or beauty to make us notice, take notice of him. There was nothing attractive about him, nothing that would draw us to him. We despised him and rejected him. He endured suffering and pain. No one would even look at him. We ignored him as if he were nothing, but he endured the suffering that should have been ours, the pain that we should have borne. All the while, we thought that his suffering was punishment sent by God. But because of our sins, he was wounded, beaten because of the evil we did. We are healed by the punishment he suffered, made whole by the blows he received. All of us were like sheep that were lost each of us going on his own way. But the Lord made the punishment fall on him, the punishment of all of us that we deserved. He was treated harshly, but he endured it humbly. He never said a word. Like a lamb about to be slaughtered, like a sheep about to be sheared, he never said a word. 
He was arrested and sentenced and let off to die, and no one cared about his fate. He was put to death or the <clears throat> excuse me, he was put to de- death or the sins of our people. He was placed in a grave with those who are evil. He was buried with the rich, even though he had never committed a crime or even told a lie. The Lord says, it was my will that he should suffer. His death was a sacrifice to bring forgiveness. And so he will see his descendants. He will live a long life. And through him, my purpose will succeed. After a life of suffering, he will again have joy. He will know that he did not suffer in vain. My devoted servant with whom I am pleased will bear the punishment of many, and for his sake, I will forgive them. And so I will give him a place of honor, a place among the great and powerful. He willingly gave his life and shared the fate of evil men. He took the place of many sinners and prayed that they might be forgiven. Isaiah 52, uh, uh, excuse me, Isaiah 53. Um, I want you to understand as we get ready to close out this theme this month, that your purpose is for the kingdom, which glorifies God our Father. The upside is that in most cases, we get to benefit on earth and in heaven because there are usually fringe benefits associated with this purposeful living. There's purposeless living and there's purposeful living. But I got to tell y'all, when we see Jesus, because that's who I'm talking about, everything that we've endured, everything we've suffered, everything we've been through, every disappointment, those that have been abandoned, every distraction, those that have been taken advantage of, it will be all worth it. You know, the Bible compares some of our, um, the trials and the tribulations, the temptations that we've gone through. Sometimes it's compared to a woman who is in labor. The excruciating pain that she experiences, um, uh, even throughout pregnancy, some some pregnancies are eventless. They don't. The woman has no real issues. You know, may, maybe a little bit other than you know um, gaining a little bit of weight or what have you. She doesn't really have a bunch of issues. And then um, there are women who literally are on bed rest um, because of how delicate their wounds are um, and the different challenges that they face while they are pregnant. Uh, and then the whole labor and delivery process, um, uh, going through that, you know, sometimes what we go through uh, as we suffer for the kingdom's sake and living out purpose, it's 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 likened to the woman who is um, experiencing those labor pains. But once we go through it, once we push that baby out, it's like that pain is forgotten. There are a few residuals, but the pain is forgotten when we experience the joy of giving birth to this child. And and I want to encourage you today, 
just as Jesus went through and he suffered for us, he did that on purpose so that we could live in purpose, on purpose, for purpose. There's no comparison, you all. Uh, We have some decisions to make today. Um, We have one more day of of, um, uh, talking about purpose, but we have some decisions. We've been fully equipped to understand what purpose is. We've been fully equipped in knowing how to pursue purpose. We've been fully equipped in understanding how to live in purpose. What is even more important is that we protect purpose. You see, Jesus protected his purpose. Do you remember the story in the Bible where Peter got so excited when he was, uh, certain things were revealed to him? And he talked about uh, building a tabernacle. They were on the, the mountain. And uh, this is where uh, Jesus and uh, had an encounter with Moses and Elijah and um he was translated, transfigured, and Peter was so excited. He said, you know, we'll just stay here. We'll just build a, a tabernacle. We'll build a shelter here, and we'll just stay here. And Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. Jesus had to protect purpose. And there was another time when Peter, here we go again with Peter, something else happened, and, and Jesus had to rebuke him. He, he told him that he was getting ready to go away. That's what it was. He was getting ready to go away. And, and and Peter said, no, you're never, you never going to die. You're never going to go away. That's not going to happen. And Jesus told him, get thee behind me, Satan. Uh, you, you see, because Satan did not want Jesus to pay that ultimate price. And even if I think about it real quick, you know, people don't really like to talk about this, but uh, the purpose of Jesus going and praying in Gethsemane just before he was betrayed, um, Jesus didn't, you know, he had a second thought there for a minute. Because he was human, the human part of him. Like, God, is there a different way we can do this? Can this cup, can it, can it, do I have to take of this bitter cup? Then the angels came and they ministered to Jesus. And they ministered in a way to him um, that it, it equipped him, it, it enabled him, you know, he got it together. He, he, he I'm, I'm, listen, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done, Father. I'm willing to take the cup on. I'm willing to go through because this was a part of the plan. This was this was not a second plan. This meaning uh, the uh, the redemptive work that Christ had to perform on the cross. It wasn't like a secondary plan. Oops, Adam and Eve, they blew it. So now we got to come up with something. This was the plan from the beginning. Uh, and Jesus, Jesus made a choice. He made a decision, not a choice. He made a decision to be the sacrificial lamb for us. He made a decision to suffer for us. He made a decision to stand in the gap, to endure the pain, take on all of our sins. He made a decision to do that just for us. And so my testimony today, my goodness, my testimony today is that I don't know what it's going to be like to see Jesus, but I can't wait. I can't wait because after all of the suffering, all of the losses, everything that I've been through in my life, my testimony is I've learned how to live holy. 
and I learned how to live right, and I've learned how to suffer. Oh, if I suffer, I'll gain eternal, eternal life. When I see Jesus, amen. When I see Jesus, amen, all of my trials, all of my suffering, it will be over, 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 when I see Jesus. It will be a amen. Listen, that's my testimony. I thank God for um, all that he's done. I thank God for all that he's doing. I, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I bless God for his mercy. I bless God for his grace. I bless God for all that he's doing for us. We are designed to live in and on purpose, y'all, not to live purposeless. So thank you for enduring uh, my little message this morning. I I, I chickened out. (laughs) I started off in the wrong key, but God knows my heart. We're going to transition now into love, life, and victory. But before we do that, we're going to allow those that may have called in late, you you didn't get a chance, to say good morning. We just want to say hey and good morning to you. So what I want to do is I want to open it up to the men first, if there are any men on the call, because you know, ladies, once we go, we go. And so we want to give our brothers a time uh, or or a chance to say good morning first. And after that, if you are a first-time caller, this is your very first time calling in, we definitely want to acknowledge you if you'd like to say good morning. Uh, Or if you are a caller that um, you've called in before, but you've never said good morning, or you haven't called in in a while. We're going to go in that order. Men first, first-time callers, or people that have not called in in a long time, and you'd like to say good morning. We just want to show you some love. It's open. Any brother? I know some of them may be at work and may not be able to come off mute, but again, if there's any brothers, if not, Any first-time callers? Your first time calling in to declare victory? No. Any anybody that hasn't called in a while and you'd like to say good morning? Good morning, everybody. This is Monica. This is Tanya's daughter. Good morning, Mom. (laughs) Hi, TT. Good morning, sugar. Hey, baby. Love you too. Is that Terry? Yes, it is, sis. Hey, that's oh, my auntie. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Anybody else want to say good morning? The floor, the call is open. Yes, ma'am. Good morning, Kemper. Great word. Thank you. God bless everyone. Good morning. 
Thank you. Anybody else? Good morning. This is Leomia. Great declaration. Thank you. Good morning, Mama Leomia. Good morning. This is Smiling Shirley. Hey, Smiley Shirley. Does this sound good? Morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's Krishanda. Great declaration. Hey, God bless. God bless you. Good, good morning, Pastor word. Thank you. I heard somebody else, too. Good morning. It's glorious. God bless you. Thank you. I love you. Going back on mute. Good morning. God bless you, too. Good morning. It's Gigi. Hey, Gigi. You, too. Good morning. This is Bray Bray. I, I know I'm over here trying to collect myself. You ended on a high note when I see Jesus. I was over here just thinking to myself, and I started laughing. I actually had to stop crying. Can you imagine if the graces hook up in heaven when we see Jesus? Listen. We talk, listen. We're listen. talking about amen. Woo-wee. Okay, I'm going back on mute because I have Okay. It, it'll be reading all over again. <laughs> Anybody else want to say good morning? Good morning, Michelle. You can can sing a whole declaration. I'll be fine with that. Girl, stop. (laughs) (laughs) And then bake the cake, and we'll have cake at the end. (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Good morning. Great morning. God morning. It's magnificent. Thank you, uh, Sister Pan. We love it. And when you were asking permission to sing, I was over here screaming, yes! (laughs) (laughs) Good morning, magnificent. Oh, my goodness. Anybody else want to say good morning before we transition into Love, Life, and Victory? Good morning. It's Pretty Patrice. Good morning. Hey, Pretty. <laughs> Do you know your voice is even... Oh, good morning. Who was that saying good morning, Tammy? Christina Joy. Hey, Christina. Pretty, you know your voice is even pretty now. Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, anybody else? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, big sister. I'm with Sabrina. I'm over here trying to get it together for what these preschoolers coming here and wanna know why my one lash is hanging off. Love you. <laughs> Love you too, Didi. <laughs> oh boy. Um, I just thought it was so unique. I don't know if um, – we're going to have to find another name for Natasha because <laughs> Natasha is something else. I don't know if she knew what she was doing when she did this lineup. This has never happened before, but all three of the original Graces aired this week. It was Ruby on Tuesday, Dion yesterday, and then me. Um, Didi, you want to sing right quick? So at least you have a little something, something. And then we have, she calls herself Lil Mercy, doing depraved heaven down this morning. So thank God. Okay, let's transition into love, life, and victory, protecting purpose. I know I didn't get to that part until the end because I got caught up on purposeless living. Um, anybody have a testimony about purposeless living and then realizing that you had purpose and you made a transition? I just want good morning, uh, Tanya, and thank you for your prayer this morning. And just know that I love you. 
I love you more. Yeah, it took a minute for me to get it together. Can I tell you something? God knows what he's doing, Miss B. I was purposed purposed to be in Texas just for you. Oh, my God. And, you know, not to make it about, so can I, let me just share this with you guys since we're talking about purpose. My daughter, who is on the line, um, you know, she recently relocated, and um, she, uh, I made a decision to go, uh, you know, I, I was, ah, I'm not going to go, I'm going to have to wait till next year, because, you know, I put out a lot for graduation, my kids came, and we just had a blast, right? And so I was like, yeah, I'm going to just wait, because the tickets were ridiculous, just to go to to fly to Texas. So anyway, long story short, um, I, my cousin passed, and um, I said, well, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to just spend some time with her, and we had a pretty good time. I don't think I got on her nerves too much. If I did, don't say it on the call. Don't even text me that I did. I'm just playing. I don't, she better not say it after I, because I, when I tell I you, would I, I would never, I would never. I had a ball. <laughs> Listen, I was like, girl, I'm not spending another dime on you. Anyway, okay, so um, I find out, so Miss so Miss B is there, and and I felt pressed to go and see her, and I don't have a car, and I got to wait, you know. So um, I got the car, and, and so I thought I was going to see Tanya in the hospital. Um, and when I told Miss B I'm coming, she said, we're home now. I was like, okay, well, great, I'll come to the house. And I was like, Lord, what do I what do? I do? What do I say? You know, um, I just don't want to show up. And the Lord gave me, he said, just go and sing to her. And so I asked Tanya if it was permission, if I, if I, if I could sing to her, and she said yes. And then the Lord said, give her communion. And I don't know if you remember, Miss Barbara, but I weeped, I weeped, I weeped, and I knew why I was weeping at that time. And I just thought, I felt such a release once I left, and I realized at that moment, even though my baby girl, um, I thought the reason was that I was going to see her, and then I thought that I was going to support my family in, you know, the loss of my cousin, and um, the reason that I was there was so that I could go and minister to Tanya and Miss B. And I counted a privilege and an honor. Um, Nobody special, just, but here's the thing. Had I not listened, I could have easily made an excuse about not having transportation. I could have easily made an excuse about, ah, you know, I don't want to be a burden or whatever. I would have felt horrible today had I not gone. And so my, why I'm saying this to you is, is that, when you get nudges, when you get when you feel inspired to do something, you guys don't sit on it. There's a window of time that we have, even for living purpose. That's why it's important for us to pursue it. Each day that we delay um, discovering what our purpose is, we are robbing the people that we are supposed to impact. We're robbing them from our greatness. All of us have a measure of greatness. All of us have a measure of grace. All of us have people that we're supposed to impact. So your impact may not look like mine. Maybe yours is not to sing. Maybe yours is not to be in full-time ministry. Maybe yours is what it is. And you cannot, you're not allowed to discount it. It's not going to never look like mine. It's not going to never look like Sabrina's. You may not pursue a doctorate. You, you may not pursue a degree. Maybe what you have is a PhD, a public high school diploma. 
It doesn't matter. If God has purposed you for a particular thing and you know it, you have a responsibility to own it and then grow into it. Okay, so now that I've, I've talked a lot, I want to hear back from y'all. Um, anybody? Yes, go ahead. It was beautiful, and I did record it, and I know oh. you were there. Oh, wow. You guys, have a great day, everybody. I love you, too. Yeah. Um, um, two things. Can you repeat um, the living a life of something is disobedience? And then, um, yeah, can you repeat that one? So what I said is is that when we live, living a purposeless life, oh, no, no, wait, that's not it. It is, oh, besides being uncomfortable, um, uh, living a purposeless life is a willful act of disobedience. And then I said, disobedience doesn't give it justice, it's defiance. And then I said, defiance isn't enough. It is absolutely rebellion. I didn't say this part, but rebellion is witchcraft. Witchcraft is not just, <laughs> you know, dressing in black, black makeup, you know, doing seances and all that other kind of stuff. <laughs> That's the word. That ain't me. Rebellion is likened to witchcraft. Yep. And then was there another one? Um, yeah, I just wanted to say um, the purpose, I mean, going with that, you know, the purpose for God does all things well in spite of how we feel about a certain thing. He knows how to make them come together in fullness and whole. And when you talked about um, singing and doing communion, how he set set the, I don't want to say the stage, but how he set everything in order for Miss B and for Tanya. You know, it hits a little hard for, you know, mother to mother when we lose a kid. So, yeah, it took me kind of hard and definitely praying for you, Miss Barbara, but this month in understanding what our purpose is, I'm glad I didn't sit back and let another mindset momentum go past me because it helped me to understand purpose what I need to do and stop sitting and rolling around in a chair, playing in the chair with my feet up, twirling around, and get busy, get to work. Don't let the gifts lie dormant in you. If you have a gift and God has showed you what it is, get your hands busy. Work while it's day because when night no, when night comes, no man can work. So get your hands busy for the kingdom. Do what you have to do, and if you don't, get in a class, get connected with a mentor so you'll know what to do, but don't sit down. Disobedience is rebellious. Love you. Thank you for your share this morning for your declaration. Um, thank you for that, Rochelle. Um, yeah, thank you for that. Um, any anybody anybody else? Don't be scared. Hey, go ahead. This is glorious. I'll wait behind whoever that is. Okay, go. Uh, I don't know who that was, but go ahead, Glow. I don't. Maybe they. Maybe the call dropped. Okay. Um. You you asked if there there was anybody that was um 
recognizing i'm i'm recognizing like for years in doing ministry work i don't know how it got past me but i'm going to find out i i understood i didn't understand even the purpose of what all the resources god had provided how they were for the kingdom and so i squandered and messed up some stuff but i thank god for coming to the reality mentally and emotionally and even financially that his that he has purpose in everything that's connected to me so i'm i'm on this journey and i'm grateful for it um it's not comfortable but he's faithful so my finances i'm i'm getting those lined up in obedience because one of my big sisters and she knows who she is she said well you just you got the wrong you have the wrong relationship with money that was a couple <laughs> of years ago <laughs> we know that was sweetie we know that was sweet <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry it's okay it's okay it's okay because okay. when she said it i was like oh really okay <laughs> And I kind of like brushed it off. But now that I'm where I am right now, I am so grateful to God. It's just like everything else in my life that I can look back. I'm so thankful that he has allowed my days to line up and continue, that my days, I'm still here in order to get it right, in order to surrender, in order to be used by him. And and you just blessed me because what you taught, even connected to what we, we, what we went over last night and positioned in purpose. We just, everything really has what God, is, is purposed by God. And I appreciate you so much. And I'm going to shut up because I'm, I'm going to start <laughs> rambling. <laughs> you ain't, girl, you ain't going to ramble. You got the Holy Ghost. Was there, thank you. Thank you, Gloria. Thank you. Was there anybody else? I thought that somebody else was trying to share too. I would like to say something. This is Shirley. Okay. Yeah, um, there was something that you said, and and I, <clears throat> when you said some people who are living purposeless, can, um, can well for me, I I wrote purpose. Some people living with purposeless can even block your purpose and even take you off guard. What God has um, built for you, or um, gotten you off focus, I I because of the negativity. And I find myself that I had to let that person finally go because they were not healthy for me. Um, when I share what I believe, uh, there was always some negative um, response to it. I, I tried to, to I, I thought that keeping in contact that she might be more positive, but it didn't turn out that way. And uh, for some reason, I felt like once I let that go, because it was keeping me bound to some degree, I was fine. I'm now walking more my purpose because I'm not hearing those negative, um, you know, comments and stuff like that. So, 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 so people can block you from your purpose uh, if you if you. If you focus on what they're seeing so much and not focusing what God has um, wants wants to say to you, I don't know if that makes sense, but it it, it, it does. So, so therein, therein. I'm sorry. Were you finished? I'm done. 
So, so therein my point, my point, protecting purpose. If that means separating yourself from people for a while or, you know, period, um, if that means, um, you know, I don't know, whatever, because there's so many different purposes. I, you know, I can't even think of a bunch of excuses. I mean, not excuses, examples. But we, it's our responsibility to protect purpose. You know, if somebody it doesn't believe in what you're doing, that's that's your issue. What you eat don't make me fat. I'm still waiting on the t-shirt. What you eat don't make me fat. So that's I don't I don't need to. You don't need people's validation. Once God has purposed you, you don't need people's validation. You don't need people's approval. Technically, you don't even need people's support because God is going to position you in the places where the people need it. I want to go back to the, the a text that that I a, a, a couple of verses that I read from Isaiah fifty three. Um, because I, I, I really this is what stood out to me. I've, I've, as I've said, I've read this text before, but like this time it stood out to me differently, and maybe it's because it's this particular um, version. But it's um, the tenth verse. It says, "The Lord says it was my will that he should suffer." His death was a sacrifice to bring forgiveness, uh, and he will see his descendants. He will live a long life, and through my purpose will succeed. That alone, that alone, sometimes our purpose causes us to suffer. And we we we, we might get nervous and feel like, oh, this is probably not God. It's probably me. I'm tripping, and because if it was God, I wouldn't be going anything, going through anything. Who? Who, where they say that at? Where that where that scripture at? What what? Yeah, cause that's a lie. That that's not the truth. Uh, now in my Bible, it it says I'm gonna paraphrase it because I don't know where it's found. I can find it, but you know you can Google it if you want to know where it's found. That we must t- if t- you gotta if you follow me, you gotta be willing to take up your cross. In other words, your suffering. This ain't going to be no easy journey. Never, God never promised. Jesus never said in his word that we would never have any issues. If anything, we have a few more because now we are, we are, we are a kingdom citizens. And the enemy wants to do whatever he can to not only evict us, but eradicate us from our, from our membership. We got a, we got a lifetime membership in the kingdom and he wants to get us, get that revoked. So yes, there are things, but listen, if Jesus suffered, he I don't wanna I don't belittle anything um that anybody has gone through. And some of us on this call have been through hell and high water. I mean, really. It just seemed like one thing after another. But God has sustained you. You still here. Why? Just so you could complain about how you've had a miserable life? Or is it to to demonstrate that you can still stand after all you've been through? Then he says, and through him, my purpose will succeed. Put your name in there. Through Tanya, God's purpose will succeed. Through Sylvia, God's purpose will succeed through Lanika, through Terrace, through Krishanda, 
through Diane, through Miss B, through Humble Al, through Pretty Patrice, through, where is Wanda? Wonderful Wanda. Tell her I'm looking for it through Wonderful Wanda. Through you, his purpose will succeed. Sometimes you're going to blow it. He's still going to succeed, Raven. Sometimes you're going to feel like you want to give up. Dee Dee, he's still going to succeed. As long as we are obedient, guys. Because you do realize that he has taken into consideration the times that you have blown it and the times that you're going to blow it in the future. All of that's calculated into your purposed walk. And you can, we can either live in defeat and shame and condemnation, or we can embrace the things that we've experienced, and we can use them as tools and weapons to help people that are in similar situations. That was a lot. Somebody got something to say about that? Somebody got a question about it? I do. Is somebody? Yes, go ahead. So um, I always, well, I associate, like, uh, purpose with um, accepting the promise um, because it mimics, like, our purpose is God's promise for us. And it's really a matter of, like, do you accept that? Like, do you accept what he has to you? And for me, like to answer your question, it's never really been a matter of do I know what it is? It's really been accepting it. Um, Because Mm. when you say, like, oh, I know my purpose, yeah, but are you, like, actively pursuing it? Like, are you living out the promise? Are you doing what you're supposed to do to get there um, to be, like, the poster child for that position, right? And so for me, it's been more of, like, active obedience so that I can attain that, so that I can live that, so that I can be a representative of God in that perspective. Um, and so, like, I think for a lot of people that I know, um, it's really bad. Like, you know what you're supposed to do, but, like, flesh tells you, oh, you don't have to do that, or you got a little more time, or, like, what is, like, no, if, no, if I don't see people, like, this is me, if I don't see people dropping dead, then I don't feel like there's an urgency for me to do something. Like, if you're not dying, then I feel like in some aspects, I got a little more time. Like, nobody's really dying, right? I don't see people dropping like flies. So it's not really affecting anybody but me. But in hindsight, there's a lot of people that are affected because you have not stepped into that space um, because there's people waiting for you. I, you hear that all the time. Like, you know, there's people waiting for you to show up. That's all it is. Purpose is waiting for you to show up, and people are waiting for you to show up. And so if there's a matter of weighing the option, in this point in my life, I'd rather weigh the option of, not what if um, I I don't do it, but what if I do? You know, like the, there's more benefits in, in following the instruction than there are um, not following it. And then we go through life and like we have these moments where there's seasons of like, like, some, like some dumb stuff that you, you know, you experience. And like just for myself, like I go through and I'm like, ah, oh, probably if I was doing what I was supposed to be doing, that probably wouldn't happen. I'm always I'm result oriented and when I'm dealing with processes and I'm dealing with um just kind of realigning myself with what I'm supposed to be doing, then it 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 caused me to be able to say no better, right? Because that doesn't align with what I'm supposed to be doing. That doesn't align with the promise. It doesn't align with the, the, the purpose. So there is no reason for me to make a commitment to something outside of what I'm supposed to be doing. Because it's not 
it's not funneling what God has for me. And so I think um, I think for a lot of people, it's more so of accepting that promise, accepting the road to, to purpose, accepting what you're supposed to be doing. I've always known what I was supposed to have done. Like, I've always known it since I was a kid, but I didn't recognize because I didn't understand. Um, and so at some point, God, in Revelation, God will reveal in clarity what we are here to do. And then at that point, when it's clear, then you don't really have, you don't really have an excuse. But we still make excuses. Like, we'll still be like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. Or we'll allow, like somebody said earlier, we'll allow other people to kind of, um, there's a word that I cannot say on here, but C-block, I'll put it like that. We'll allow other people and we will C-block ourselves um, from getting to that point. You can ask me what the word is in text, TV. Anyway, we'll allow <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> we <laughs> Like we will do that to ourselves, and it's like, well, there. When you do that, there you have no. There's no benefit. Like you ain't getting no. There's no satisfaction because you're blocking it, right? So, I have I have learned to, like you, like I've learned to, as you just said, like I've learned to see Jesus in that perspective. Like Bree was teaching the other day, like we have to get, we have to build ourselves up to see Jesus. Like we have to be in position to recognize Him, and then if you recognize Him, then you will begin to see what you're supposed to be doing. So that's all I want to say. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Thank you, Raven. Thank you for that. And anybody else? I won't, I, won't, uh, I won't hold you if you feel like, because some of y'all may need to process. Um, but but if you are somebody that is, you have a question mark, oh, I would love for you to ask your question. This is a safe place. We will do our best to answer it because I don't want you to leave here wondering and in doubt. Okay. All right. Well, if there's nothing else, thank you for that, Raven. If there is nothing else, uh uh-oh, is that somebody else want to say something? Hey, Tan, it's me, Lisa. How are you this morning? I am well. How are you, Lisa? I'm good. I love you. Um, So (laughs) I was um, at the end of like our fast yesterday on the um, the call as far as closing our fast out. um, I heard I am purposed to fulfill someone's promise, and (laughs) I said um, I said on the line I told Rochelle to share. She said you share it. God gave it to you. Um, Looking at how we are here. Yeah, to complete the call, because he knew us, he formed us, we are purpose before we even got here. He knew us in our mother's womb, he formed us, he called us to be prophets, he called us to do work, he already knew, so it's written down in the book. So I, I look at, like, whatever I'm doing, if I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, it's meeting the need of someone else, and it's fulfilling a promise that God made to them, and he uses us to do it. And so for me, that was like, okay, I get it. All right, it's really not about me, right? It's really not about the individual. It's about furthering the kingdom. And, and, and I think about with purpose for anybody struggling with what what are they here for and what are they supposed to do, we can begin with being obedient. Purpose is oftentimes found through service. It's oftentimes found in yielding to the will of God and doing what he called us to do or asked us to do through his word. And then we don't have to be struggling or trying to figure it out. 
if we are obedient, because truth is, while in pursuit of purpose, what if he calls us home? Where are we going to be found? Like Rochelle talked about sitting in that chair and twirling around, or are we in pursuit of being obedient to what he already told us to do? I mean, there's so many things that we could do a mirror ministry self-check on and, and, and work on, and in that, we do find purpose. We often find purpose through pain as well. So not to despise those things that we go through or, you know, be concerned overly because he's chasing them though that he loves, correcting us to get us to where we ultimately should go. We are here to be conformed to the image and transformed to the image of his son. We are here to be salt and light and witness, and we are called to love. So, I mean, beginning there is like enough if you're trying to struggle or worried about why am I here. I just want to share that. <laughs> that's that's a good share. Um, uh, and I hope that that really helps someone um, because sometimes we can overthink a thing. And, you know, um, being a servant, serving in areas um, is a really, really big part of um, are waiting, you know, even when we're waiting for the manifestation of a particular thing. And so thank you for that, Lisa. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, if there's nobody else, um, I want to speak to the person that might feel that your life has just been such a, that's a maybe disappointment or that you may feel that, you know, you've done so much, how could God use you? Or um, you, you, your your self-esteem is shot because of lifestyle and different things that you've lived, like being in a toxic relationship. I want to share something with you that I hope um, will inspire you. Um, and I'll make a comment on it. It says you... You created every part of me. You put me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because you are to be feared. All you do is strange and wonderful. I know it with all my heart. When my bones were being formed, carefully put together in my mother's womb, when I was growing there in secret, you knew that I was there. You saw me before I was born. The days allotted to me had all been recorded in your book before any of them ever began. Oh God, how difficult I find your thoughts. How many of them there are. If I counted them, they would be more than the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Um, this is Psalm 139, 13 through 18. And this is King David just really giving God reverence for how amazing and how incredible he is. And so to the person who feels like you're not worth it, um, you feel undervalued, underappreciated, there's no way. And so first of all, God was not, this was not just um, designed for David only. This, this, the scripture is written for our hearing and for our learning, and it also is written to encourage us and to build us up. And so there's no way in the world that God would put that much attention into creating and forming um, us only to discard us and and um, be okay with us living a purposeless life. You have meaning, you have value, and you have worth. And God thinks about you all the time. 
thinks about you. He loves you passionately. You're special to him. You're unique in your own way. And you're so valuable to the kingdom. There are things that need to happen, but they're waiting for you. You are important. You are beautiful. And you mean something to us here on Declare Victory, but you mean even more to God. I want to encourage you to fight for your purpose. I want to encourage you to protect it once you find it. It's not as hard as you might think. We need you. We need you. So again, that's Psalm 139, 13 through 18. Um, If there's no other comments, I'm going to give you guys some time back to reflect and to maybe even start asking those questions. So that you can position yourself so you can get the answers. I love y'all. Thank you for being here with me this morning. We will be back here tomorrow. Tomorrow's Men's Day. The men are going to be in charge. Didi, I'm sorry. Were you singing today or no? Uh, no. Please, okay. please. My throat ain't quite anointed yet. Oh, okay. All please. right. <laughs> Um, But anyway, join us tomorrow, Um, tomorrow, uh, same time, same telephone number. If you know a gentleman that um, is struggling with purpose or not struggling with purpose, he don't even know what his purpose is or um, he may have some questions about purpose or you just just need to hear a good, encouraging word from a brother, call in tomorrow um, and so that he can be blessed. And I pray that you have a great day today and that you go do what you're supposed to do intentionally, purposefully. All right. Love y'all. Bye. Walk it out. Have a great day. you love you. Be the strength for your sister and brothers today. Have a blessed day, everybody. Blessings on your